listening to the Crude Audacity Podcast, the podcast that talks shop, shit, and strategy for oil, energy, and politics. Here's your host, Catherine Mills. everyone thanks so much for tuning back in today i owe you a sincere apology it was just my luck that in these last few days i released my first episode of 2021 and the new year hits and i get my seasonal <laughs> dry weather cold and you can kind of hear it in my voice now and trust me this time around it packed a wallop so so as not to go ahead and add to the COVID hype, because I do get this cold <laughs> every year, and apparently the flu is gone this year, so is the common cold, um, I decided to stay offline. I didn't want people to see me or hearing, uh, sounding sick or looking sick. But I know a lot has happened in the last 10 days, and a lot is scheduled to happen this week. I'm going to be here for all of it. I'm feeling great. I'm ready to cover it all for you. So... Let's do a little recap, shall we, before we jump into the transitional days. In my mucinex-induced stupor over the last few days, there has been a primary theme, and it has been the condemnation of Trump supporters. How dare you not fall in line? How dare you have a brain of your own and push back and ask questions? And how dare you not trust your elected officials at face value? So yes, If you are a Trump supporter or ever supported Trump or hell, you just even like his policies, you are a racist. That is the primary fighting word of liberals these days, ladies and gentlemen. On top of that, if you supported Trump in any fashion, you supported the Capitol riots. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you supported an insurrection against the United States of America. How dare you? Don't believe me? Take a listen here. Trump, if you voted for Trump, you voted for the person who the Klan supported. You voted for the person who Nazis support. You voted for the person who the alt-right supports. That's the crowd that you are in. The liberals' primary mouthpiece just popping off for the sake of it. Now, for those of you who do not know, it's almost, you almost can't listen to it, right? But for those of you who do not know, that is CNN's very own Don Lemon. Not a reporter, not a journalist, simply a Democratic mouthpiece who takes things to such an extreme that what was the end message? What was the end goal other than to label? I said it last week. If you watch any of his segments, they are almost intolerable because of the lack of information, the lack of education, and the intentional exaggerations of extreme interpretations. I mean, it's nothing more than gaslighting, and yet there are some people out there who legitimately eat up the absurdity, the hypocrisy, and they call it news. Are you kidding Take this man off the air. If Trump is being impeached for inciting an insurrection, what the heck is Don Lemon doing? It has gone as far recently for a continued call of list making from AOC, a woman who is so proud of her lack of education, who has literally never read a legal document in her entire career. But Twitter gives her a platform and removes our president. There have also been calls for the deprogramming of conservatives and the reprogramming of conservatives. 
as far as to go the debathification of conservatives. This is serious stuff. These are actions that occur in dictator states and militant regimes. Not once did any sort of jargon along these lines come from a conservative movement when we lost to Obama, when we had our election stolen through Trump, when we disagreed with the continued harassment of a sitting president. And yet it's okay for the Democrats to come back at the conservative movement label them for the sake of reprogramming them. You know what conservatives want? They want a limitation of government reach. And on the other side, the Democrats are calling for the very stoning of fellow Americans for thinking differently, for daring to challenge a system, for daring to question their authority. Ladies and gentlemen, what we have actually witnessed over the last 10 days is a doxing of conservatives, a way to throw a letter on someone, to label someone for the purposes of shaming them into not falling in line, not agreeing with the system. One of the easiest ways to do this, as you know, as I stated, is the term of racist. And too many are distracted by this label. The worst thing in the world that the current regime coming into the United States office of the presidency wants is for the American people to stand together, to stand against them. The word racist is a stinger. It it catches me off guard. You want to back up immediately. You want to declare that I am not a racist. This has nothing to do with race. And then you immediately lose, right? You immediately lose the argument because you lost focus of the end goal of said argument. All because they labeled you. You shouldn't be afraid of labels because the absurdity of, at which they are tossing this label around, this white supremacy label, that's all the left wants is for you to lose focus. In reality, the last month and a half worth of events has had absolutely nothing to do with race. But why waste a good crisis, right? Nothing, nothing to do with white supremacy, white privilege. What is significant about these events is the will of the people versus the will of the elected elites and the media. There are two totally different endgames happening here, which is why we're seeing conservatives booted offline because how dare you have an opinion that isn't that opinion of the CEO of Twitter, right? The CEO of Facebook. And the media's game is to respond with white supremacists are at the Capitol. They're rioting. And so they get the option to invoke cancel culture. It is a complete double standard and double standards are the worst sort of lie. And yet if you give it a few days, you really wait for the facts to roll in because there's no way they can all hit at once. Ah, you start seeing some breakdowns in that narrative, don't you? The facts start coming in and, oh, they start breaking up the media's story. The fact is, and let's just jump on it real fast. The fact is, is that condemning the Capitol riots and not condemning the riots that happened this summer is complete hypocrisy. But that's okay, right? As long as it fits your narrative uneducated, audacious, completely void of substance narrative. It's meant to control the other side, to make common decency take over so you stop fighting back. The, I've seen calls that the police would have been more aggressive if it had been a Black Lives Matter rally, and that is just so far from the truth. This summer alone, we saw the rise in the Republic of, what was it, Chaz? 
We saw streets in major cities being painted with BLM. We saw our police kneeling with the movement. We saw small businesses and minority communities get absolutely destroyed because of the summer riots. And nothing happened. Where are the prosecutions? And yet, yet, because there were a few bad apples in the Capitol riots, Everyone was on the Trump train. Everyone was a racist, right? Everyone there was a white supremacist. And the police, they were just in on it. The defund the police movement. That's why we should defund the police. It's absolute absurdity. We can literally look back and see how the police responded during summer riots versus the Capitol riots. Something fishy was going on, but no. In the Capitol riots, we have seen delayed police reaction for what reason? Why did it take them so long to get there? We're now seeing service members sleeping in the Capitol ahead of the inauguration. We have seen police open fire on citizens. Sorry, no. (laughs) No. Comparing the two and the response of the police is absolute absurdity. They want you to close your eyes. They want you to not remember. They want you to not have your own opinion. Do your research. The fact is, is that it is now well documented that the hammer and sickle made a huge appearance at the Capitol riots. And many of those accused of inciting violence, the break-ins, etc., at these riots were being falsely charged. A few pictures later... And they were cleared. And for what? For the media narrative, right? For some shock value. Come on, people. Use your brain. Do your own research. You are, this was not an insurrection. You are being fed a lie, a story. But for what purpose? Did we ever get answers to the videos showing the Capitol Guards actually opening the gates to what would then turn into destructive rioters? Absolutely not. Isn't that odd, though? Why did that fall off of the narrative? Where did it come from? Did we ever get answers as to why there were delays in the police response? I mean, isn't it funny how these obvious infringements have dropped off of the nightly news? Maybe, just maybe, some of these elected officials who were so fearing for their lives, right? They were so scared, (laughs) They obviously have your best interest at heart, and they were, they were braving the storm to make sure that the Electoral College went through. Maybe they ordered the police to be understaffed or to fall back or take their time. Because do not forget, folks, that policing is 60% political. They have to report to a boss, too. They are not acting on their own will. Now, obviously... You can look at my feed. Some are saying, well, Catherine obviously supports the riots. She's a racist. She's a white supremacist. She supports the rush on the Capitol. Hell, I have people who have known me personally through the years throw racist labels my way because not because I'm a bad person, not because they have any questions about my character, but because they don't like that I supported our president and the rise of the new GOP. Labels only work when you are afraid of them, and it is intended to take your power. So no, do not even. Not even the smallest iota would I support any form of rioting. I was against it in the summer. I am against it now. There is a zero tolerance policy here. 
On a side note, I am also completely against anything that would scare even the smallest bit of life back into Nancy Pelosi. Violence of any form, including politically motivated violence, it is not the answer. Your involvement is the answer. If you are angry enough to justify some sort of capital riot to go to the Freedom Rally to do pro-Trump engagements, then you should be motivated enough to get involved in your local community, because that is where this sort of rhetoric fails. Run for office, join a commission, join an action group if, if conservatives... True conservatives, the rising of the new GOP, the local people get involved. That stops the infiltration. The leftist lunatics immediately begin to lose because of your voice. And I would encourage absolutely everyone to find their voice. So yes, as you know, the left party has declared themselves the party of unity, of acceptance. And it is utterly laughable. What is so interesting about this is now we are seeing Biden and Pelosi, or rather just Pelosi, because where, where's Biden? Has anyone heard from him? It's probably back in his basement. But we have seen calls for the unity, right? The unification of the American people, because Biden is going to unite and fill the voids that were started by him and Obama. Let's not forget. But he is going to fill the void of our deeply divided U.S. of A because Biden has a unity plan, right? You know what's so funny about this? About this crap? Because of the double standards. If you follow me on Facebook and Twitter, and I have been popping off quite a bit there lately, so hopefully everyone's connected to the crude audacity. But the elite leftists have spent the last few weeks scolding, literally scolding the American people for actions they themselves have encouraged, bolstered, and far worse committed. That is the leftist lunacy. That is the hypocrisy of the left, the double standard. They are, as I said, the ultimate lie because they set precedents so dangerous that there is a point where you kill any form of conversation. And we're seeing that happen. It is the PC culture, the PCification of the American people. It doesn't work. And listening to clips from Obama's latest manifesto, America, you suck. I mean, how could anyone get behind this guy? America does not suck. The people do not suck. Our brotherhood does not suck. And yet we are being scolded by elected officials who do suck. Rather, the left doubles down on their (laughs) impending agenda. And we have seen a surge in the woke delusion. In this country, you are allowed to be stupid. Everyone is allowed to be a moron. I get it. Conservatives, true conservatives not these rhinoed weaklings we have seen trying to claim their two minutes of fame in the last 10 days. I mean, the the true conservative approach to disagreement is, is that of a business discussion, is that of a boardroom discussion. I said it once, when Trump speaks, he sounds like a CEO speaking to a business. Emotion is not part of the equation because Facts and data do not care about your feelings, and they can't. The best decision has to be made for the greater good outcome. Your opinion has nothing to do with it. But now conservatives have lost both branches of government, right? So we can't rely on them. 
because they're not willing to step up. So how does the American people fight back? What can we do? Well, we can demand the removal of all closed doors, all hidden files, all secret deleted emails, and lay it all on the table. Declassify everything because we, the American people, the average Joe, we deserve to know. You can't hide from your own paper trail, something the Dems are quite scared of. Have you noticed that these days? Oh, lots about to come out. There's one thing you can always count on, and it is for the left to take a matter and make it worse. Never pass up a good crisis, people. Impeachment 2.0 enters the stage. God, Pelosi is a bad call. She is the worst leader for the Democratic Party. I said it last week and I meant it. Voting for Pelosi is like drinking poison and waiting for the other guy to die. Are you kidding? She is a plague on the liberal agenda and has continued to push them in such a ridiculous direction that American people are quite literally rising up against the liberal elites. Do you get that? Twitter is a liberal elite shutting down our president and American people are fighting back. Pelosi has pushed impeachment since Trump's beginnings. All right. A mere 19 minutes into his presidency, he was being served with articles of impeachment. Why? Why would Pelosi be doing this? Seems a little ridiculous because how bad can it really go in 19 minutes? Why do this? (laughs) Because he threatened her gravy train, people. And I think we all get that. I think we all understand. I think we all remember that the people voted for Trump, not because of the GOP. We've seen nothing, if not the fall of the GOP in the last few days here. I mean, sheer death. It is a rise of a new conservative. People voted for Trump because he was a businessman and not a politician. And all You all know I support Trump. I support the movement that he represents. And I fully believe and will continue to advocate for the working American, the legal immigrant, the empowerment of minorities, because I believe in the ladders of opportunity. And that is what Trump provided to the American people. He pulled out the red tape. He pulled out all the fines and additional fees. And he let you be Americans. He let you prosper. However, I get that many like the policies and not the man. I mean, hell, I work in the oil field. I am used to the stubborn, stuck-up individual, and the attitude just doesn't bother. You can either man up and get over it, or you can continue. But he's not meant to act like a politician. The point is that people recognize that there is corruption on the Hill, and deep-rooted corruption, hence drain the swamp. They are voting to drain the swamp. Pelosi's biggest fear is individual thought and term limits. But you keep voting her in, Dems. You're that afraid of her through backdoor measures. And you're screwing the masses. So she introduces the second impeachment. Unprecedented because in our 245 years, that has never happened, right? But what did it accomplish? What did the first one accomplish other than a chance for Pelosi to make another embarrassing moment for the United States? Impeachment, it used to have a meaning. It is not an actual trials per se. You do not, do do y'all get that? It's more of a political showcase. In the past, there were actual consequences. Remember, Nixon resigned two days before his impeachment because of the severity of his crimes. Now it's a dog and pony show. And the primary purpose of impeachment, of the second impeachment, was to silence the American people. 
the 78 plus million people who disagree was to remove that giant middle finger that is Trump to Pelosi's paycheck. And if you don't have a leader, a voice, they've got to disappear, right? They've got to go away. They're, they're, they'll be quiet. <laughs> weaklings. You weaklings. Yes, folks, as many of you have suspected and reasoned, this impeachment must, much like the first impeachment, which literally lasted three years and led nowhere, was purely misuse of the Constitution. But remember, the Democrats set new rules and therefore new precedent, and that is a dangerous game. Because by any means necessary, the very foundation of the Colorado Project, check out my earlier episode, they will harass until you comply. It was seen recently that the polls resulted in 52% of citizens wanted to see Trump tried for high treason for inciting the riots. Did anyone listen to his speech? Is the media really still pushing polls? The media loves beating that dead horse because you eat it up, right? I'd say that at this point, the American people are smart enough to understand that the use of polls is simply to drive a headline. There's no accuracy in them. There hasn't been in, what, over six years? It's laughable that you think that we would believe that. And now for all of those out there claiming that this impeachment practice was justified in any way. I'm sure arguments are being made across both sides. I've heard some of them. I don't agree with the justification, but let's break down the impeachment, right? Impeachment is the point at which a president may be removed from office for the conviction of treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, if I was Joe Biden, I'd be really, really afraid of that definition because all Hunter had to do was drop off his laptop. But the goal here, the goal, people, was nothing more than to prevent Trump from having the opportunity to run for president in 2024. The, the Democrats have been working to impeach Trump since before he was elected. They never actually expected him to be elected, so they had to act fast. And Schumer himself had to publicly state that the allegations for Russian collusion, a.k.a. Ukraine collusion, were false. They wasted three years on taxpayer money, jailed multiple people, and harassed a sitting president. For what? So old Shumi and Miss Nancy and the Clinton Mafia, and, and that's right, America's very own Biden crime family, who are neck deep dirty, could continue their dirty dealings. All right? So we have to get rid of Trump. We have to make sure he doesn't have the opportunity to run again. Impeachment 2.0. I was publicly ridiculed for supporting Trump, for saying, wait, where is the evidence in impeachment 1.0? I don't trust this anonym, these anonymous sources, this odd action. Why did it happen 19 minutes in? I had friends of mine come forward acknowledging their attacks. And those people, mind you, these people were in my close circles. They voted for the very people who they actually hate. The actions they hate. And that is the problem. You leave your states, you go vote for the same shit, right? You think that Trump colluded with Russia to steal the election and you vote for the very people that did that. And all thanks to Hunter Biden, we now know. Just side note, many of these people still hate my conservative beliefs. And the reality is, people, you cannot reason with stupid. You just have to let it go and move on. 
The goal of Pelosi and her cronies to ban Trump from running for another presidential run, it is a removal of the American people's voice. Does anyone else find it so convenient that Pelosi appointed Solwell to oversee the impeachment process? A man who quite literally was caught with his pants down with a Chinese spy, a noted Chinese spy. Yeah, you're right. He needs to be handling the impeachment. He must be terrified of Pelosi. I mean, she is already a scary figure, but at this point, he is her puppet. He will do anything to stay in office, and all he needs is to kiss the feet and the ring of Pelosi for the next 10 years because he screwed up bad. (laughs) Y'all realize that the impeachment outcome was up on Wikipedia before anything actually happened? It's kind of convenient too, isn't it? As in, before a vote happened, there was the whole breakout of the second impeachment. Y'all, I am telling you that the only way to fight back against the will of the elites versus the will of the American people is to find your voice and use it. So we understand that the charges was the incitement of insurrection, a violent uprising against the powers that be, a coup, if you will. This is a bogus claim for many reasons. But according to the Democrats, Trump's actions over the last week, his challenging of the election, and his speech at the Trump Loyalist Convention, the Freedom Rally, those who oppose the fraudulent activities of the election, Trump is the only reason that any of us could have shown up, right? Any of us could have stormed the Capitol. Any of us would have a mind that potentially threatened the challenge, the will of the elites. Never mind Maxine Waters calling for her constituents to track and identify. And if you see them, you see those conservative leaders, you get in their face. Or AOC calling for list making. No, that didn't trigger anyone. Or maybe Twitter's blocking or Facebook's blocking or Snapchat's blocking of our president. Keeping him from communicating, not actually showing that he discredited and disavowed the Capitol riots. Heck, even Don Lemon, the clip I played for you at the beginning of this section, how could his rhetoric not have invoked an insurrection? Because they're Democrats. Because they have a liberal lunacy. And the reality is is that this is not the liberal movement. These are people who are so far gone, they're just screaming the loudest. No, the goal here is to silence the American people, to silence someone that represented a movement. And they are going to do that through battering him and bankrupting a man for standing against the powers of the swamp. Remember what they did to Flynn? That's not making the news rounds because he was found innocent and Trump went as far to pardon him of all other crimes to make sure they couldn't come back. It's the Colorado Project 101 by any means necessary. Bankrupt and silence the constituents until there is no longer an option to fight back. The reality is this is Nothing more than a symbolic measure for the elites to let the American people know that they are above the law. The Senate will not reconvene until the 19th, which is Tuesday. And even if they proceed with a vote, you cannot remove a man from office who does not hold said office. So that leaves, again, as I said, them with the intention of preventing Trump from running again, because the impeachment process is is a fairly open-ended process controlled by the terms of the House, and there is a potential that their actions have long-term consequences. We're going to turn into a tit-for-tat state 
because of the damage they have intentionally imposed on the Trump train. So I'm not sure if you caught it, but now the media, the good old advocates of truth and free speech and honest press, the very reason that the media exists, they have started to discuss the qualifications of Trump's children, of his team, because Lord forbid they get into office. Lord forbid that they continue the movement and continue the processes and the messages that Trump stood for. No, Pelosi can discredit Trump and the media will focus on eliminating any successful attempt at office by his children or by other members of his team. Gotta silence them. Gotta keep them down. Keep them in their place. But here's the thing, is that a few things were missed in this impeachment process, and they might not matter long term, but it fully discredits the action if the Senate decides to move forward. Alan Dershowitz has recently claimed six main violations were committed by the House. They violated basic impeachment criteria, the Bill of Attainer, due process, which is a big one, and the free speech provision, which we all saw. Just because you clip out two minutes of a speech and claim that it's an inciting of violence doesn't make it accurate. You are intentionally taking it out of context, and the American people are smarter than that. I've gone as far to read reports that the most recent actions of the House for the impeachment 2.0 took less than four hours. Do you really think the right decisions were being made? The right T's being crossed and I's being dotted? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that it was sloppy, fast, and staged. Dershowitz makes a really good point in the article linked below is that Congress is not above the law. They introduced a faulty and rushed vote for ceremony's sake, and it's going to come back and bite them. Mark my words. That sets precedent. Remember that ambiguity in a contract benefits those who did not draft it. All right. Oddly, though, did you know that the members of Congress have protection from culpability, as in they can say what they want on the floor, but even if it's false, even if it's intentionally gaslighting insurrection, (laughs) they cannot be charged. It prevents them from any form of prosecution for what happens on the floor, and hence illegal activities, false charges happening during the first impeachment and now the second. This is why Pelosi fears your individual thought and term limits. The reality is, is that they hate Trump. And moreover, they hate the threat of the Trump movement. So here's the question. Given the continued failures of the Democrats to impeach Trump in the first go around, and now the second attempt while he is literally leaving office, wasting money, people, were either of these attempts truly constitutional? Yes, the media is going to claim that they were because they need it all to be on the up and up. But if they were, then why isn't anything being accomplished? Why did Schumer have to discredit the first one and say nothing was found? Remember that, people? Remember all of you Trump haters? So let's jump on to how Biden's doing so far, other than Nancy's dirty work. Where are Biden and Harris? I mean, I haven't seen much of them at all. If they aren't claiming that they're going to be taxing the 1%, the people who they are literally appointing to special counsels right now and government advisory seats. (laughs) So you really think they're going to be taxing the 1% when they're taking their money willingly? 
if they're not claiming that the 1% is going to be paying more in taxes, then apparently they're already plagiarizing Dr. Martin Luther King, which is so convenient for this story to come out on the day that celebrates Martin Luther King. But yeah, now you see, (laughs) as it's Sunday, they are talking about their first 100 days in office. The time in which each presidency accomplishes the most, right? As a side note, does anyone else think it's mildly hilarious that Trump is even now dominating the airwaves from an impeachment scandal imposed by the Democrats and overshadowing Biden's chats about the first 100 days, his attempts on the or his goals for the first 100 days? It's laughable. There is no doubt that in this first 100 days, the American people are going to be in for a rude and real awakening. From Biden's energy agenda to his demand for a $15 minimum wage, be careful what you've asked for because you're about to get slapped with it pretty hard. Biden's plan at a minimum is going to cost $1.9 trillion. And where do you think that money is going to come from? The 1%? Because it's not. He is planning on rolling back sanctions from China because they've bolstered his very own pocketbook and the Ukraine are still trying to buy our uranium defense stockpiles, which, follow the money, is going to be in Biden's pocket. Look, I can argue with stupid all day long, but the long and short of it is, is that the tax program that was started by Trump was focused on the relief of the middle class. Look it up not the upper echelons. Government taking money is never a good thing. A government will never be smarter than you with your own money. They will never make proper decisions about your body, your life achievements, your opportunities, your success. The increase in taxes will be directed towards the middle class. That's where there's leverage. It sounds great that you're taxing the evils of the 1%, but that is nothing more than a marketing narrative. Income and payroll are expected to be taxed around 52%. Capital gains and unrealized capital gains are expected at 43.3%. The implications on your daily standard of living and future opportunities are terrifying. It will continue to bankrupt us and the government will simply demand more. We have been in a pandemic and many small businesses, small businesses who support local communities are struggling to recover. So thank you, Democratic governors, for shutting us down because Colorado alone, historically one of the most prosperous states in the union, has fallen into the 41st place because of liberal agendas. Imposing a $15 minimum wage will kill off any group barely making it by send unemployment surging yet again, and cost anywhere from 1.3 to 3.2 million jobs. Those are numbers from their very own people. Also, note, the cost of living is different between different states. Colorado versus Mississippi are very different. Next up, Obamacare is being fully reinstated. The failure of a century is coming back because Obama's legacy cannot simply be the most corrupt and unaccomplished president in American history. He literally accomplished nothing past Obamacare, and it was a failure. In addition, 1400 in stimulus checks. Again, who is paying that? Think about it, people. This is money you have already sent to the government. You have already been taxed on, and they will fill the deficit by taxing you further. There is no such thing as free money, and accepting government handouts drives you into a state of immovability. 
We have seen the call for a mandatory nationwide mask mandate. We have seen a racially driven COVID vaccine circulation because Trump did not require anything from the American people, simply delivered to the states and let them distribute. But Biden, Biden will require it. You think you're getting that $1,400 just in the mail like last time? You won't, and I guarantee it. Either you open up your arm and let a needle go in it, or you don't get your funds. More states will be receiving aid. So this works really great for California, who was failing miserably before the pandemic, but now because of the pandemic, the excuse that is the pandemic, states who were succeeding, such as Florida or Alabama, will have to carry the debt to pay for California. This is not a bailout program, and yet they're treating it as it is. Remember, states are responsible for their own budgets. The governors are responsible for the shutdowns. And involving the federal government in this bailout program, sure, you can make an argument for it, but it's really not their responsibility and only further bankrupts the country. Sure, you need a bailout. Okay, well, do it individually and not on each state's dime. Like California, assume a debt for California. Not Alabama, assume the debt for California. To make matters worse... AOC and her weird squad, I mean, God, these people, open a book. They have been assigned to the House Financial Services Oversights and Reform Committee. If that doesn't sound terrifying, then you're just living in a basement. Do you know what happens when you print money? Money loses value. This woman has never attended an economics class in her life, and this is basic economics, right? Basic finance. And she is calling for plans that make our current welfare program look like a child's allowance. Moral hazard is a real problem. It incites you not to move forward with work. And you cannot change the rules of trickle-down economics. Printing more money is lunacy. So let me ask you this, folks. Is the idea of two Americas really that bad of a thing? Now, don't don't take this out of context. I mean, everyone slow your roll. I love the United States of America. I fully believe we are the greatest and most accomplished country in the entire world. But I am not sure how I feel about the existence of two Americas. I can't say I'm completely opposed. On one hand, I would never support the separation of this great nation. But on the other hand... I feel like the agenda of the left and the failures of their policies have already deeply divided the doers from the takers. And because of that, it is no longer worth it for conservatives to continue to carry the burden of failed liberal policies. Now, we will never have a civil war in the sense of hot lead and attacking communities, but we are seeing conservative values move to conservative states, right? We are already seeing that separation. We are seeing a distinct separation of the working man to the 1%. All those people who have opinions and they don't get doxxed. When the Colorado public schools sent send out a notice, and this happened last week, folks, but when they send out a notice to parents that therapy options will be made available for children of all ages for the pro-Trump freedom rally. I mean, are you kidding? But instead, (laughs) for the BLM riots, teachers will be staging walkouts with their students. That is a problem. That is a distinct separation of two different thoughts, two different ideologies. 
So is it really that bad that we're discussing a separation of two Americas? Because we already might be there. Now, because I am a good Southern woman, sporting Mississippi as home today, um, we're going to address something from the most uneducated woman in American politics, that being AOC. She has recently called for the emancipation of Southern states from the red rule. Being a proud, proud Mississippian, I would like to address this. The Southern states are red because every individual understands the value of a dollar. We are red because we are willing to give the shirts off our back and not demand anything in return. We are red because we believe in an honest, hard day's work, sitting down with family and church on Sunday. Let me be very clear, AOC, when push comes to shove and the world is in absolute disarray because of your policies, that the values and principles and the work ethic of the great American South, the brotherhood of white and black men who get up each day to support their families, are exactly the kind of principles and conviction that that is the very foundation of America. We are the definition of values and strength. We have not sold our morals for the sake of your opinion. Southerners stand together. We stand for what's right. And that is why you saw an increase in minorities and the poor communities of the South switched to the conservative movement that was Donald Trump. We might not crave the spotlight or grandstand, and you might call that uneducated or simple, but I assure you, the people of the great American South are the most resilient and innovative in the entire U.S. of A. So I suggest you check your uneducated socialistic political privilege at the door. Folks, there is a lot of radical chaos coming in the next hundred days, and it is going to give you whiplash. Democrats are pushing us to be further on the government heat through taxes, vaccines, stimulus checks. And Trump has made a huge push, echoed recently even by Pence, to discontinue these efforts to minimize the reliance on external states such as China. And on the other hand, Biden, who's so worried about this mask mandate and traveling and don't spread it six feet apart... He's announced a plan to remove restrictions, to in- and that includes travel bans, right? Maybe it's because of the Honduras caravan headed our way who are demanding that he uphold his open borders policy or the backdoor paychecks that he's been getting through the Chinese government. But I remember that there's a unique strand of COVID out there, right? Just popped up in the last few days of uh, Trump's presidency. Is that gone now? It's okay to travel? Great. Some of these policies aren't lining up, and you should be very aware when they do not. I will say that the biggest item on my mind is this upcoming imposition of environmental terror. That is, it is about to be unleashed across the energy sector, the sector that is the very foundation of American security. I understand to the layman that wind and solar sound like the right options. I watch it happening in my neighborhood constantly. Pay $25,000, get a rebate for $5,000, and then your bill is going to stay constant at the same price it was averaging out to for the next 40 years. How is that a good deal? 
But I understand the appeal of the green, but there is such a significant portion of that discussion that is intentionally left out. The attack on all other forms of energy sources to promote a falsely manufactured narrative for alternatives puts, again, it puts the security of the United States and the strength of the dollar at absolute risk. All right. Nothing else is backing the dollar except the petrodollar. As predicted last week, we are already seeing a dip in oil prices, but that's to be expected. We rely on OPEC to control the gut. And there is nothing but a continued gut. And by keeping the world on lockdown, we are still compromising our most foundational elements of our economy. Oil and energy is leverage, folks, across the world. It dominates the international movements. And the fact is, is that the net zero movement is an uneducated trend. Biden's environmental attack on drilling and fracking on federal lands is green tyranny. Yes, there is a place for all forms of energy. I work in all forms of energy. And I've seen the comments that I am biased towards oil and gas. Well, I am biased towards oil and gas because I understand without baseload energy, there's no room for alternatives. There's no pathway for alternatives. In the argument, there is a distinct elimination of energy impacts. (laughs) I love my Amazon Prime showing up in two days as well, but Whether you're awarding Equinor, the largest offshore wind contract for New York State, or testing floating solar farms, these advancements in energy tech do not come without significant consequences. And for those of you who think oil and gas will not be playing a significant role in fixing the daily operations and problems associated with these large energy, alternative energy projects... You are deliberately ignoring the footprint. Yet the incoming administration has set precedent to continue to criminalize the advancements of the oil and gas community. Undoubtedly, Biden's first environmental action will be to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. This plan, as many of you know, directly impacts and detrimentally impacts the United States. Most other countries are big polluters, are true polluters, have agreed to do nothing. Look at China. They never agreed to it. It is not the job of the United States to carry the buck for other countries. We have made incredible strides, and it is time to catch up with us, not the other way around. Now, I will be talking more about this in upcoming episodes, so be sure to stay connected to The Crude Audacity on Facebook and Twitter. And as you've seen, they are shutting down conservatives on all of these platforms. So go to the show notes and be sure to join the newsletter so that you can stay up to date on all things oil, energy, and politics. With this intentional muting of big tech, the future conservative movement is at stake. The rising of the new conservatives is at stake and the future of energy is at stake and we need to keep all channels open. Let me know how you think I'm doing. I appreciate the five-star reviews and I appreciate the feedback. As always, thanks for tuning in. I know a lot has happened while I have been on the mend and the next few days are, hell, the next hundred days are going to have implications on Americans for decades to come. I mean, there's, there's never a shortage of things to talk about when you're talking about liberal lunacy. I will be addressing it all from the oil field to the hill. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in and give them hell. 